Hello, I'm Russ Jones, pastor at Faith Family Worship Center, and this is After the Sermon. Welcome to After the Sermon. This is Russ Jones, Pastor Faith Family Worship Center, and I'm here to share with you some thoughts and stuff about how you can get closer to Christ. Now, before we get into everything, I just want to ask you all a question. Um, I'm thinking about discontinuing this series. Uh, I know everybody's out there, oh, but um, I started this uh, just after COVID started. That's whenever I started doing this particular series. And the reason was a lot of people were online and they were trying to get in Zoom classes, everything. And it just, it, I just needed another way in order to be able to share more about what um, I wanted to share with the church and with, with you about those who watch my messages at FFWC Palm City uh, on YouTube. But um, now we're coming out of COVID, and um, I'm thinking maybe this ain't such a good, uh, maybe, you know, um, you get the idea. Anyhow, uh, what I'm thinking about doing is this, instead of doing after the sermon, uh, to do um, a encouragement broadcast, a weekly kind of a Bible study encouraging thing to help you be better kind of yeah, I haven't got quite all figured out, do I? Um, but you, you get the idea. Um, so what I'd like to do is just ask you for your input. So if you see me personally, you can make the input that way. If you're, if you're not one of the listeners out there who does, doesn't see me personally here in church or knows me personally, uh, feel free to just email me at revrustjones at gmail.com, R-E-V-R-U-S-S-J-O-N-E-S at gmail.com. And so just, just let me know. What do you think? Um, and uh, I, I would do that. I got some ideas. Um, you know, um, all you can do is try, see if it works. But let me know. And I appreciate it very much. Now, I am just getting into a series called Dream Again. And I'm going to do a first half of a sermon this week. And I'm going to do the second half in two weeks because Father's Day's in the middle. Got a special Father's Day sermon. Um, really, really want to, and, and, and I want to encourage men. And to um, and you and and everyone else and your families, marriages, stuff like that. So uh, that's what we'll do next week. But uh, the second half of this marriage, marriage, marriage. That's nice. The second half of this message will be uh, June twenty fifth. So, uh, with that said, we're talking about Joseph in uh, what thirty four chapter thirty four. Yep, thirty seven. Yeah, that was right. Thirty seven of uh, of the book of Genesis and. Um, we see where God gives Joseph a dream. And then we read for the next few chapters how this dream becomes his destiny. That it wasn't just the dream. It was more than that. But at the time, there, there was no way of knowing. I mean, he ends up, he gets thrown in a pit, he gets, he's sold into slavery, and we get through all that tomorrow, uh, through this previous, this message, I should say. And then we're going to get into being taken to Potiphar's house, and then he's accused falsely, ends up in prison, and he's forgotten, and he ends up prime minister of Egypt, and then he's got to do all this, saving the planet, and, and okay, so anyhow, uh, uh, let's be honest here. 
He's 17 years old here in Genesis chapter 37. The Bible tells us that. So if you're 17 years old and God says, listen, um, got this plan. You're, 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 um, your family, you're gonna be, you're gonna be the head of your family, even though you're one of the youngest in your family, and that's not supposed to happen. And um, you're gonna go be a ruler in Egypt. I need you to get sold into slavery, though, and you need to go be falsely accused of trying to sleep with the boss's wife. And then you're gonna get thrown in prison. You're gonna be there for a while, but don't worry. I mean, in all of this, I'm gonna take care of you, but they're gonna forget you. They're, yeah, um, and you're gonna have to sit there a couple of extra years until somebody gets wises up and, and goes, oh, I forgot um, about you. And then, then you'll be prime minister of Egypt. Everything's gonna be good. What would you do if you got that dream? Yeah, I think probably you would be like me. Um, God, is, is this negotiable? Um, could, could you possibly um, know? Uh, um, <laughs> we all would start stuttering and stammering and our eyeballs would be as big as saucers and we'd be looking up at heaven going, you want me to do what? I get it. And I think you do too. That's why God doesn't roll the whole thing out in front of you. He gives you a dream, but there's more than just what he's telling you. Oh, am I going to end up in slavery and being accused falsely? And that's not the point. The point is, is God's going to do things in your life you thought you couldn't do. And he's going to lead you through places you thought you couldn't go for purposes that you didn't think you had any business bothering with. That's what he does. He knows how he created you. He knows how you're made. And he knows how you fit into his plan. Our, our job is to cooperate with the plan. And that's more than just, okay, I'll be nice and I won't cheat on my taxes, and I won't kick the dog mostly, and I'm gonna take a sip of coffee. I'm not, I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to, you're getting the idea, right? Okay, good. So, what I, what I want to do is focus on one thing that really is, is it's kind of bothering me, um, to be honest with you, and I share, a, a, some of this in my in my message uh, and the whole point being is this is that we as a culture are losing patience oh i get it every time i go buy a gas pump now i um, and um i did see a gallon of milk for 11 dollars the other day it was um, at a drugstore. I better not mention brands. Anyhow, um, don't think it was a typo. Well, it was a typo. It, it's kind of funny. It isn't. $11 for a gallon of milk. That's not funny. I get that. But uh, they had somebody didn't know how to use the machine, so they marked it for $1,100 for a gallon of milk. And I'm sitting there looking at that going, well, I, boy, I hope that isn't a prophecy. Uh, but... You should have seen the look in her face when I showed it to him. Uh, anyhow, um, we lose patience. And um, we, we, I get it. 
I understand why, because we are an on-demand society. We watch our entertainment when we want to. We, we get our money when we want to. We, we order fast food to get it when we want to. We have faster communication and email and text messages. And we got now FaceTime and now we can, we can do everything. We got knowledge at our fingertips. Just Google it. You know, we, we got everything. And because of this culture of instant gratification, We've created a reckless and angry and selfish people who, who explode every time they don't get what they want when they want it. Um, and, and I get it. I mean, I understand why some people just blow it. They just, they just lose it. And the reason is it's because they are used to getting access to what they want when they want it, how they want it. And I don't see this changing. I honestly, you know, it would take something rather drastic in order for us as a society to begin to to change that. And I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm the one that's just what I'm envisioning. I I, I just I don't want to go there. But anyhow, um, patience is is so is so important. I'm going to pull up a Bible verse. I sit here. I record to my computer, so um, I uh, I can do this. Um, and, and I want to pull up a passage of scripture uh, that I quote in, in the message, Isaiah chapter 40, verse number 31. And hang on here a sec, I'm going to pull it up. And um, whenever, whenever I do that, uh, I, I want to look at a couple of things here. Now, let me, t- let me read the scripture to you because you're driving or something. Don't look, don't look. Um, anyhow, here it is. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now, I love this passage of scripture. I mean, I have loved this my whole life. It has been one of my favorite go-tos, especially in tough times. Um, And let me share why. You see, the word wait or wait upon, it, 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 it's talking about having a sense of expectation. You're, you're sitting in a doctor's office. You're waiting because you're expecting your name to be called out so you can go back and, and see the doctor, right? So um, what we're talking about here in this passage, Isaiah's writing it here to the people of Israel, is that waiting upon God to help, for his help, and that is that you're putting your trust or your confidence in him in such a way that you're willing to say, Lord, I need you right now. I'm, 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 I'm waiting because I can't, I can't get out of this. I'm in trouble. I can't get out. Now, in, in the terms of Isaiah, and we've been doing this study on Isaiah on Wednesday nights now for a year now, and we're almost done with it. And, um, we know that he's talking to and talking about the people who are going to be exiled into Babylon, who think that there's no hope for deliverance. But what Isaiah comes back says, it says, if you'll wait upon God, you shall renew your strength and you shall be restored. And I think sometimes that we, we forget that. We forget that there are these times and places in our life whenever we have to trust God implicitly, I mean, completely for him to pull us through whatever it is we are going through because we cannot do it on our own. We would like to think that we can do it, but let's be honest here. 
We can't. We are not all-knowing, all-powerful, ever-present. God, we're not. And life has a way of getting us into so much trouble that only God can get us out of it. Now, side point here. This is why miracles exist. Miracles exist in order for God's will to be accomplished in spite of what the laws of physics or the laws of science or even the laws of, of, of what we expect to, uh, to exist. So that we do see blind people see, deaf people hear, cancer cured, all of these things that we see. And I'm just, I'm really hitting the tops of the mountains here. Okay. Uh, there's so much that God provides for us, but we have to come to a place where we are willing to wait. And waiting requires humility on our part. Now, let me, let me set the scene here. If you're, if you're getting an idea that, yes, more coffee. Um, if you're getting the idea that, okay, well, I'll just sit here and wait and twiddle my thumbs until God comes through. <laughs> no, that's not how this works. It doesn't, this scripture doesn't imply inactivity. What it implies is, is that you're putting your hope and you're trusting God for your salvation that you are continuing to stay in a humble attitude and living a lifestyle that honors him. That's called worship. And, and so you, to wait on him uh, w without um, thinking that you, you are just going to sit here and just, you know, wait until it shows up on the silver platter and then voila, and then it, no. No, but we're not going to do that. Um, the farmer who waits to plow and sow his fields um, does so to wait for the right time. But there are seasons in life, just like there are seasons on the earth. You don't plow and plant in the winter. Now, I know if you're in South Florida, you do. But for the rest of everybody else, I get that. They don't. You wait till spring. And then that is the time to do it. There's a time and season for everything. And that's why we wait upon God, because God knows when to do the right thing at the right time. We want everything right now. In our impatience, we want it now, we want it now, we want it now. Well, that's not a good idea. And that, that really works against us whenever that happens. Now, the, the scripture goes on to say that we shall renew our strength. All right. So... Um, it means that if we wait upon God to renew our strength, to change it, to revive it, to renew it, uh, to cause it to flourish again is another way that you can put that. Um, it's, it's, it, it almost seems like there was something that died and now it's being brought back to life. Many times we face life and we have a dream and we think the dream dies may not be dead it just may be dormant the the thing in patience is as you pray to say god is it your will to revive is it your is it your will for me to continue to pursue this thing that looks like it's just dead dead as a box of rocks um what it what is it that you want me to do 
And so when we take that time to wait and God's will is in it, it gives us the opportunity to experience the resurrection power of God in our lives. In, in our impatience, we would never do that. Why? Because we would never notice because we always get what we want whenever we want it, which will be right now because we got to have it. We got to be able to move on. Come on. We got to be able to do this. And I know people who pray this way. And I'm like, you nearly need to slow down here just a second. Wait, wait, wait just a second. Because they're there. God, I need this and I need this. And you got to come through here and we got to be able to do this. And da, 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 da. And they're just, I mean, they are just praying like, like a machine gun, just firing off rapid rounds, just, just pilfering everything at God. Slow down. Wait, it's very hard to hear God when your mouth's running all the time. Hmm. Did I say that out loud? Whoops. Okay, now, they shall mount up or they shall have wings as eagles. Now, um, this one here, it, 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 it's, a, it's a little bit interesting because you're kind of like, what, what do eagles have to do with this? All right, I get it. Uh, the way one, one, one way I've heard this is that eagles molt. And, and if you really want to understand a, a very painful process, look that up. It, it's not pretty. But they shall mount up with wings as eagles. In other words, they shall put forth fresh feathers that have new life, new vigor, that have new, new reason to, to, to fly. Now, um, while the eagle may be older, the wings, the feathers are renewed as in, 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 in the eagle's youth. And I want you to, for the, especially those of you who are older, like me, uh, did I say, um, you know, okay, I'm 58. So some of you think I'm ancient and I'm like, no, no, no. Okay. But if you're older, and you're thinking your dream is dead, <laughs> you're not dead. You just need new feathers. And that's what you wait on, God, to birth a new dream, revive an old dream, to, to, to do a work in you that will change the outcome of your life and what you do. Now, um, they, you know, they show they who trust in the Lord, that they, they who give everything unto God, they shall run and not be weary. Um, this one here, it's, it's, uh, it's a little bit different. Um, but let's understand this. Young people love to run. I've seen marathon runners and, and I've seen people jog and I've seen, you know, watch track and field. And quite honestly, it makes me all exhausted just, just watching them. And there comes a point whenever they just run out of gas. And that's the way the human body's designed. So it's not like it's bad on them. No, that's, that's not the point. The point is, is that we shall run and not run out of gas. Okay. We shall run and we will be strengthened. We will continue. We will keep going. Now, in, in the Jewish captivity in Babylon, this was to 
get the Jews who live there to put their faith in God, put their faith and trust in God. They're in a bad place in a bad time. Get that. And just just wait, just wait. God's gonna God's gonna restore. God's gonna come and come, you know, he's gonna do a work with the nation of Israel again. And he did do that. That's we can read about that in Nehemiah and in the minor some of the minor prophets. We read where the exit that very thing did happen. God kept his word. But um there is a profound experience that comes from waiting upon God that it gives you faith that you've never had before and it gives you vision to see clearly not not just physical vision but also a, a vision into the future your preferred story that God is writing about you that he is that he's working in and through your life right now to pursue uh, uh, something uh, about your journey in life that you can do so without exhaustion, to rise above the world, to rise above the ways of this world. God does that, and so that we don't, so that you're not wiped out, that you, that you that you will be able to continue and go, and not faint, as the Scripture says. The patience that, that I want you to understand, that God wants you to have, um, isn't just, okay, I'll wait, but it's I wait and I trust. I, I'm, I'm, and in my time, I'm, I'm digging deeper into God and His presence, His Word. I'm digging deeper into my relationship with Him. You're not just sitting there waiting, well, you know, when God comes through, God comes through, and da-da-da-da-da-da. No, I, that's not how this works. But I do want to ask you, do you have—yes, more coffee. Yes, uh, do, do, you, do you have a dream? I'm sure you probably got a dream for yourself, but do you have a dream if you're married? Do you have a dream for your marriage? Do you have family? Do you have a dream for your family? Um— I'm recording this the day before I preach this sermon. I don't know if I'll say this in the sermon, but let me say it here if I, if I don't say it there. Um, if you don't have a dream for your kids, don't be surprised how they turn out. You, you are supposed to have a say in that. I, I know the world says, oh, you don't want to limit their, 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 you know, the formation of their mind, da, 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 and all the rest of this stuff. And God's trying to explain to us that they can reach the pinnacle of their life whenever their mind is formed and in, in order to understand their world from his point of view. And so have a dream for your kids. You don't, you know, maybe you want them to be a doctor and um, maybe they will become a doctor or maybe, you know, they end up being a pastor. I, I don't know. Those things really sometimes you've got to really trust God for. But what you can instill in them is the character that they need to be the doctor or the pastor and the faith they need in order to be a husband or wife, whether the, a mom or dad, to, to be a, a person of character, a person of honor and integrity, a person who seeks God, with all of their heart, soul, and strength, and wants to honor him. And so we, 
we want to have a dream, but the dream is, is for them to find their faith, not to adopt ours. All right, so that's just a little bit about faith. I could talk about marriage. I could talk about all the rest of the stuff. But here's the bottom line. Patience reveals the dream. Whatever, whatever it is you're waiting for right now, whatever it is that you're looking for, whatever it is that God is doing in, in right now, be patient because there is a revelation coming out of that that is going to have a powerful effect on your life. I believe it. So remember, Isaiah 40, what I say, 31, yep. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I pray, God, that we will be patient with you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you would like to know more about Faith Family Worship Center, please visit the website at ffwc.us. Check out our YouTube channel, FFWC Palm City. And you can also visit my website, russjones.us.